Hello, Andy. Hello, Lizzie. How are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, do you know what? I've just realised it's episode 21, which I think means this podcast is now legal to drink in America. Amazing. Oh, congratulations. I think this podcast has been legal to drink since the first episode. Yeah, I think we set a tone quite early, didn't we? <laughs> Although no no, no drinking tonight. Not, no, not on my part, anyway. Not on my part, either. Very good. I'm okay, but Lizzie the Lizard, on the okay. other hand, what on earth is this weather about? <laughs> I had to de-ice my car this morning. It is May. Not even May the 1st. It, we're, we're five days in now. It's absolutely blooming freezing and windy, blowing a gale. I mean, this is not the May that we have come accustomed to. No, we had hailstorms twice today, thunder, all sorts of stuff. We've had all year's weather today. Come on, let's get a little bit of sun. Yeah, I just want a bit of sunshine. That's all I want for my birthday. I don't know if I've mentioned much, but it's my birthday this week. Well, by the time this goes out, it will have been your birthday. So I'm going to say happy birthday. This will be your birthday celebration podcast. Thank you. Um, Do you feel older? Um, Not yet, because I'm not yet. (laughs) No, very true, technically, okay. And how are you going to celebrate it? Because, you know, pubs open etc yes but actually there is no pub involved surprise surprise day off yeah as you can probably imagine there's something adventurous in in its place fine and so some friends and i are going to an outdoor pursuit center we're going to do kayaking and paddleboarding which is one of the many reasons why i really want the weather to get better <laughs> because at the moment the forecast is for a hundred percent chance of rain well at least you know is all i'll say at least you can be prepared for it yeah i guess we're on the water anyway in a wetsuit yes we'll be in a wetsuit there you go then prepared prepared oh, right the God. rest of us will wear jeans have to go out for a dog walk not wearing a wetsuit and we'll get absolutely drenched for no reason and then the plan was to head to the park for a picnic so that we could have a little gathering of a few friends and a few drinks but i think i'm just gonna have to abandon ship pardon the pun oh um, <laughs> it's um, catching yeah because it's going to be a complete washout. Can't picnic in the rain, can we? Not unless you have a lifestyle choice and wear a wetsuit to your picnic as well. I think I'm going to draw the line at that one. Yeah, very wise. I mean, it could be fashion, but maybe not yet. Let's let's hope for sun. I'm not sure I've quite got the physique for prancing around in a wetsuit <laughs> all the time. I don't know who has, <laughs> apart not... from Zac Efron. <laughs> oh yeah, when he has it sort of half down with his yeah, abs right. out. Okay, sorry. I mean, I'm going to pretend like I'm going to stop that conversation, but let's keep going (laughs) because it appeals to all sides. Big fan of Zac Efron. He's a big sustainability nut as well. So I know uh, I loved his show on Netflix. Yes, and it's coming back. He's 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 posting less topless shots and more like you know environmental shots. So it's definitely coming back. Well, I very much look forward to that. I um, I've been watching environmental stuff. Um, this week actually the documentary on the BBC that's following a year in the life of Greta Thunberg okay I don't know if you've seen it I've seen it advertised I've seen her on her like promo tour radio one dial in that sort of stuff but I've not seen it yet I haven't watched all of it yet but she is just 
absolutely incredible. She's so inspiring and she's so measured with all of the, you know, everything that she says, it's backed up by the science. And, you know, to have that level of confidence, to stand up in front of world leaders and, well, the whole world, because all the media is on her. I just, I wish I had even 1% of her confidence. She's just absolutely incredible. Right. Here's my query. I don't know a lot about her other than what publicly she has done. Okay. So clearly she is putting a great message out there, but she was what, like 14 when, when she sort of came to prominence, something like that, doing the whole speeches in front of world leaders. How do you go from nothing to talking in front of world leaders by the time you're 14. I mean, I could barely, I don't even know what I could do by 14. It's a memory. I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a distant <laughs> memory. So I haven't really got a story for that because I didn't do much by the time I was 14. Yeah, well, I, I was just in awe of her watching because that's something that I struggle with um, is confidence and public speaking and even speaking in front of colleagues sometimes. You know, I, I'm quite introverted and that's it's really out of my comfort zone and I do it and I'm sort of very good at getting myself kind of into a space where I have to because it's part of my job or what have you, but it really, really isn't something that I love and isn't something that would come naturally to me. And I think the thought of standing in front of those people, like we've talked about imposter syndrome, people who are, are more than twice her age and, you know, with all this kind of experience. But I think it just goes to show, doesn't it, that we shouldn't be afraid to follow our hearts mm -hmm. and to stand up for what we believe in. And like I say, I just watched thinking how incredible she is and that's inspirational to me and so I think and she's just so good at drowning out all of the kind of negativity well I'm sure she's probably not she's probably quite sensitive to it but you know she just I've got, just got so much admiration for her and yeah it has inspired me to be like you know what believe in what you've you've got to say and and stand mm -hmm. up for what you believe in and and try to have a little bit more confidence to kind of go out there and fight for what you want in this world I like that so she's she's definitely someone who can bring a different perspective on it as well because you don't need you know like you say you don't need twice her age experience or three times her age experience to do things the same way and get the same bad results you need someone to look at it through a non i mean she can probably look at it through a political lens as well but to just look at it from a basic human perspective with the science backed up like you say but just go if we don't do this this is what's going to happen forget your quotas and your bills and your whatever else genuinely we will not have a planet to live on if this isn't done faster or you know better or smarter um i haven't seen it yet and I, I, it is there for me to watch i do want to see it but i didn't know what to expect i didn't know what angle it was going to be from you know whether it was sort of a could, should she be down the park with her mates type thing instead of um no not at all it, it's quite balanced obviously it's it's following a year in her life so it's very much from kind of her point of view but it's on the bbc so you know it's quite balanced and stuff and yeah I, I it's really really interesting there's a lot of the the science in there and you know you can't you can't argue with a lot of that or you mm. can't argue with the science and um there was one point that she where she raises that you know, it, it, there's all these world leaders saying that the environment and climate change is high on their agenda and it's a climate emergency um, and they're investing 
and to make improvements and they're going to hit these targets and these quotas. But she said when the pandemic hit, we realised what the extent when there's a when something's considered actually an emergency, how much funding is suddenly unlocked to yes. You know, and rightly so, it needed to be for the pandemic. And she's not saying that it shouldn't be, but it just says it just highlighted to her how countries were saying that they couldn't unlock any more than they already were or do any more. And it's it's because it just wasn't high enough up on their agenda. They don't realise how much of an emergency it actually is. Yeah, like you say, it's needed in these times of of crises. But at the same time, I am fairly confident, yeah, that if environmental issues were put higher up an agenda, but then you'll always have people that will fight for you know reasons against that as well because it's not going to affect them in their lifetime, and you can't please everyone. The the good thing about uh, something like this, and like you say, backed up with science, is you can smack people around the face with science because it's there, it's in their face, it's true. It's got it's got some clout to it. That's kind of what I'm aiming at here. Yeah, and hopefully people will watch that and it will open their eyes up a little bit more about it. And if we all individually start kind of putting pressure on governments and things and, and making changes ourselves, like we've talked about on other podcast mm. episodes, we can all start to make a bit of a difference, really. So, yeah, it was just really, really interesting. But just her as a person, I just found amazing. You know, what a woman. What a woman. I don't, how old is she now? <laughs> She's 18 now. Right, fine. So she's still not old enough to drink in America. <laughs> no, but right? I don't think that's kind of top of her list. You know, she's busy saving the world. Yeah, well, that's fine. I, I'm just, I'm basing everything around our 21st episode, that's all. We live in the UK. That is true. So she's old enough to drink here. Yeah, and the legal age for drinking in the UK is what, like a bottle of cider in the park at 13? That's that's what I mean when I said, well, how does it follow her? Does it also follow her with her mates down in the park getting trying to get served? <laughs> Fags behind the bike shed. Sure. Whatever. You know, the real life Greta Thunberg would be a sight to behold, I'm sure, that when the cameras are off and she's secretly, you know, swigging back. The youth are way more wholesome these days. Because of Instagram, they all have to be, you know, into their fitness and drinking green smoothies. I don't think they they get drunk and smoke anymore. I'm sure that's got its downsides though, right? There's got to be a level of... uh, of mental health that goes with that I, I guess you know that we can't recognize from growing up because it wasn't there none of our youthful exuberance is captured on on film thankfully no no I think well you see it all the time in in the press don't you about social media effects on mental health and how it affects young people um and so no I'm I'm very glad that I am not living out my teenage years through no. Instagram because nobody needs to see that dodgy haircut that acne and those terrible glasses I found a picture from when I was I think I would have been 14 or 15 at school whenever my last school photo was and I did on TikTok. I decided to sort of use some of that and do that sort of morphing into a picture now. Oh, I've missed this one. I need to go back and have I a watch. I know. I haven't posted it yet. Oh, okay. Because I'm scared to put the 14-year-old picture of me out into the world. Because like you say, these don't really exist. And I haven't put that out before. It's not It's not there 
And if, you know, if I want to go back, I had to search. I sent you a picture. I promised you I'd send you a picture last week of me with long Robbie Savage-esque highlighted hair. The mullet was excellent and it hasn't appeared on the Instagram yet, but it will. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I've given permission. I'm just waiting for that day to arrive. Yeah, it just feels really, really strange to sort of try and go back a certain amount of time and not actually have these pictures a friend of mine messaged me today uh with a tweet basically saying if you've known your friend more than 10 years you'll probably have only one photo of each other together or something like that it was like a really old tweet but it sort of made me think actually yeah and he said yeah i think up until about five years ago we only really had one photo together and they just kept coming back to us but actually we'd forgotten about it because it was from when we were 14 you know It, it just didn't doesn't exist anywhere for me to just go oh, I'll just save that picture and reuse it this year yeah thankfully I don't think I have too many photos from my my teenage years although do you remember when you used to create whole albums on Facebook for nights out like how mad is yeah. that now we all <laughs> used to take digital cameras to nightclubs with us oh my goodness let's bring it back you know i have got too accustomed to just taking photos left right and center and i realized this today as well when i was searching back through some photos from last year something came up as a a memory from last year and i was like i don't remember taking those pictures and they've never gone anywhere and as i scrolled back through a load of other stuff i was like 80 percent of these pictures have never gone anywhere no one's really seen them maybe sent to family or whatever but they're just lost now and unless i'm going back and look through i've just got pictures for no reason and i guess that happens when you know the old printed ones go up in the loft or these facebook albums that no one ever looks at anymore yeah, but it is kind of nice to know that they're there and occasionally I kind of flick back through. But I, when I bought a new phone, I got one with the most ridiculous amount of memory on it. So I basically mm-hmm. never need to clear it out. I always used to have to clear my old phone out because it would get full. And the danger is now it is just going to be full of absolute rubbish or memes that I've saved off the internet. That's what it is. It's stuff that people have sent you on WhatsApp, isn't it? Well, I don't. thankfully I've turned off that automatic save thing because... I mean, I get sent some absolute rubbish. Fine, fine. So it's only not, stuff not you Not from want. you, of course, not from well, you. I, I mean, I never put that in question, but thank you for clarifying. <laughs> so we touched on a little bit about mental health then, and mm. it is Mental Health Awareness Week. It is this week, yeah. It's Sunday it started, so, so I keep forgetting what day this will go out, but it's from... 10th to the 16th of May, Mental Health Awareness Week, with the theme of nature. So very similar to what we've been talking about. Yeah, and Greta talked about um, mental health quite a lot in her documentary as well. And she said something that I thought was really, really interesting. So she suffers with like poor mental health, with depression and anxiety and things. And she cares so much about this cause that she's fighting for. And... Yeah. It really affects her deeply and watching it, you can really, really see that. And she said that she gets people, members of the public approaching her and just, and you know, they often open up to her and say, 
you know, that they feel strange because they too are re- they feel really sad about it as well, and it makes them feel really depressed. And she was saying that to her, those people are normal, and that gives her sort of faith in in the world because there's still empathy there, and they feel things. She said the people who she worries about and she thinks that are not normal are those that who don't show any weakness at all that are you know are always strong that don't seem to kind of have those big fluctuations in in their emotions should to her those are the people and i thought that was just a really good way of looking at it and it i think is reassuring to anybody who does suffer from challenging mental health that you're completely normal for feeling depressed about whatever it is in, that's happening in the world and to having those kind of ups and downs that's completely normal i couldn't agree more it is true she's got a passion for something you know you hope that someone's passion doesn't run them into the ground almost you know and send them on a downward spiral that means they can't actually fulfill their goal and what they're passionate about to the best of their ability but the people that show emotion like that and show her emotion and the more humility that we have and like you say empathy towards situations it's just it feels human to me and I don't know you know we're probably on the right side of it then but it feels human to be able to say yeah I I see the problem here and I hate it. You know, it's a strong word to say, but I hate how the world is affected by what we do and how we're not actually doing anything about it. I guess the people that scare her are the ones that go, oh, well, it won't be in my lifetime or I'm not affected by it on my day-to-day situation. The Donald Trumps of the world. It's been a while since we've had to mention him, thankfully, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, we shouldn't give him any airtime. Let's brush over that one. No, yeah. Bye-bye, Donald Trump. Bye-bye. So in terms of the theme of Mental Health Awareness Week then, so nature being their sort of their big strapline, and the hashtag is connect with nature. Now, we've all had to do this a lot more, I feel, over the past year or 15 months with all the lockdown situations. And there's definitely been a, a turning point, maybe, that we can latch onto because this whole Greta Thunberg's, you know, passion and, and things like that is something like you say, that's affected you from watching it. But stuff that people can learn from in their day-to-day life is things like the whole, all we could do was go for walks. So connect with nature is a perfect theme to sort of understand, A, how good it is for you personally and your mental health, but also to understand what is actually around you and how you impact upon it. Absolutely. I think everyone's had a appreciation for being outside and for nature over the last year, year and a half, because that's all we've had. And it's been a lot of our saviours, certainly has been for me. Mm. And it's really reaffirmed the importance of nature to me. I always kind of knew that I got a lot from that and it was good for my mental health. And, you know, the fact that I'm going kayaking and paddleboarding for my birthday is because I like to be outside and I like to be active and yeah I think over the last well all through the lockdown just being able to go for a walk and be amongst the trees and I've really enjoyed watching the change of the seasons in the trees and the plants and I'm so grateful to live somewhere where I can walk into a green space within minutes and to have that on my doorstep but I've also in the last 12 months seen how fragile it all can be. I live close to a river 
and uh, right. that river flooded and it made the national headlines. Boris Johnson came up here to check that we were all okay. You know, and that literally happened on my doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. One of my friends lived in the evacuation zone. And so, you know, it was very, very real. And that is a was along a path that I like to walk every week. And so, you know, when you can see how fragile it is as well, and, and you want to hold on to that and it's precious. Yeah, it's um, it happened here. Yeah, I can completely empathise with it because these situations are out of our control. Nature is literally the the be all and end all of things because we can we can go outside. You know, you can appreciate it and stuff like that. But like we say, we want the weather to change this weekend for your birthday. We can't control that. We can hope. We can pray for it. I know when Lizzie the lizard says she needs the sunshine and I know that some of the kind of excellent summers that we have had is probably a result of, of global warming. So yeah. I need to caveat everything that I say. But Yeah, that, that's true. But I don't think we should focus too much on the we can't control it because I think some people might stru- that has a negative effect on mental health. <sighs> Yeah. It's more about go, you know, appreciating what is there, protecting it definitely, and realizing in the moment what positivity can be brought from just getting out of the house, getting out of your kind of cycle and and getting some fresh air and some nature. It's very true. It always sounds really sort of idyllic, doesn't it, when people talk about being out there and taking in the the sound of the birds and you know being at one with nature and it people can take that in a really sort of I don't know how to say it hippie way in previously but lockdown has made people realize just how precious even their world around them you know there's walks there's uh, parks there's all sorts of things that I myself and and millions of others have suddenly realized are there and you don't want that to change. You want it to be there. You want to do all you can to help it. You want to do your bit. Um, and it can sometimes lead you into, I don't know, looking into these things a bit more and not being aware of stuff that you should be. So make, making a change to how you act and the things you do. Yeah, and hopefully people will join together to protect their local nature spots as well. Because yeah. they realise like how, you know, when you're going about your day to day and you're commuting into town centres and city centres, you don't necessarily appreciate those bits of nature on your doorstep. But now that a lot of us are working from home and we want that break from sat at our home office all day long, we have an appreciation for it. And so you know, hopefully that will stop more housing developments that sometimes maybe flatten these natural spaces. Yeah, it's, um, I think people have been searching when everything closed, you know, and there wasn't a plane in the sky and stuff like that. I think it helped us all mentally, like you say, escape from the four walls that we were suddenly trapped in because people did feel trapped and nature played a big part and it will continue to. So I know that you've been very much an advocate of daily 30 minute walks or, or, hopefully at least 30 minute walks but getting out every day to be able 42 minutes it takes me 42 minutes well that's even better right yeah I have a loop that I do and I do that on my lunch break and then I've got 20 minutes well 18 minutes left to get my lunch ready so I'm gonna confess something I really hope anyway I'm just gonna go for it so the people that I used to work with at at a certain place in town centre uh, they'll know that I probably wasn't in love with the work that I was doing there, shall we say. I put my all into it and there were some incredible clients and some great work and opportunities. But 
it was just one of those situations where every lunch I made sure come rain or shine, I was going out around our local park and walk along the river. And I didn't appreciate it then. I wasn't doing it because we were in a lockdown. You know, this is years, this is five, six years ago. I wasn't doing it for any reason other than to get my headspace in a really good place to be able to push on for the afternoon because my morning had sort of drained me down to zero. I needed a little recharge and that was the best place for it. Yeah, it felt like something when I look back on it now as I I was very aware of it, of the impact of getting out every day for half an hour at least would would have on me. I have always been similar to that as well. Even when I was in the office in the city centre, I would take myself out and I would go for a walk. And even when the workload was piling up and I had a lot to do and you're feeling that stress and that pressure it's sometimes all the more reason to just down the tools and go because I always found I came back having had a proper screen break and a bit of fresh air just ready to take that on and I think so many people can get into that state where they're like I haven't possibly got time to take to take a lunch uh you know and I just think that it isn't good it's not sustainable and I think those people would burn themselves to the ground if they're not careful um whereas yeah I'm really I'm sort of really strict with myself and Good. you know I've I've said before how I hate it when someone puts a meeting in at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn them. Yes, but even if that happens, I'll just do it later. And uh, the last few weeks, actually, I, I've been getting outside and going for walks, but they tend to be early morning, later at night with with Oscar. Whereas I was missing out on doing anything in the day, and I was just literally sat at my computer for eight hours without a screen break and without leaving the house. I don't know how, why, how or why that happened or why I got out of the habit of it, but it was really bothering me and I was definitely feeling a lot more sort of stressed out and a bit restless. But thankfully this week I pressed the reset button and uh, obviously we weren't in work on Monday because it was a bank holiday, but the last two days I've managed to get my daily lunchtime walk in. And Amazing. Yeah, like so it just makes me feel so much better. Of course. Like you've just said how much you notice it. And this is the thing. It's strange to reach a place again where you feel like you haven't got time to even go for a walk. It sounds like such a simple thing to do, but the impact of it and getting out there and just taking time to even think of nothing, even literally walk around just taking in your surroundings is an escape from the I'm going to use, I'm going to make up a new word. Here we go. go. So you talked about the stress and the pressure. How about the stressure? It'll never catch on. Oh, hashtag stressor. I can't even say it, but I'm not but, even going to attempt to say it. Right? If it if it gets out there, I want to see uh, Susie Dent use the word stressor in the next year. It's getting in the dictionary. Okay. 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 Good luck with that. Thanks very much. That's a, I'll add that to the goals. For me, my walking time is when I listen to podcasts and I love listening to all sorts of different stuff. And I find that that sparks off bits of creativity. I get ideas for stuff to do with work, stuff to do with personal things, stuff to do with this podcast. And I just think it's a really important sort of headspace to have. Like today on my daily walk, I listened to That Bright Ideas podcast. Amazing. Which somebody from this podcast might have featured on this week. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because, you know, you're. I I just thought you were going to come on this episode and tell me that 
you've branched out onto other things. I listened to the episode today. Incredible. Like Rhea and Ellie, just they, they are smashing it with that podcast. I think, yeah, it, it's so, in, again, inspiring and eye-opening. They're looking at innovation and technology and science that's going to make the world a better place. And yeah. it's just great to hear from some inspirational people on in projects that they're working on and things that are in development that could hopefully make it into the mainstream very soon that are going to change the world. So um, they're doing a great job championing that. Love it. So you were on to ask a question, weren't you? I was around virtual reality. Yes. And I, I loved their, because you asked on social impact, virtual reality for social impact, I think. I did, yes. Yeah. And the one that, that came up, I think it was Ellie that said it was to do with immersing people in a different environment whilst they're in a, a hospital situation or specifically maybe like children whilst they're in that I need it. I have genuine medical phobias. And if I had to spend any amount of time in a hospital, that would be incredible. And I know it's not aimed at me, but there is a genuine phobia in there. So I'm all for technology in this this space. Yeah. And I wonder if the kind of getting to nature and helping your mental health, whether yes. this sort of technology, when somebody is bed bound, house bound, can't get out and about for whatever reason if these virtual realities of you know beautiful gardens and mountain ranges and waterfalls if you were kind of in this immersive vr experience with all of that whether it would have that those same mental health benefits which i think the tech what they were it was showing the research was showing is that it does it has that same yeah. positive effect well hasn't hasn't fishing been added as as a mental health treatment this past week or so i think that basically there is there's been talk i'm sure i've seen it where uh you can be prescribed excellent number of hours of fishing in a certain location i know it's not for everyone and i'm I'm not into fishing but i can imagine that even from a virtual reality sort of perspective that someone that is but it can't go for whatever reason or isn't in a good place could build up to that even you know if they didn't want to get out there just through having a, a vr experience yeah, I have to admit, I've never had a go on one of those VR things. So no VR things got to like a right grandma, don't I? <laughs> how's that? How's that Super Nintendo working out for you? <laughs> they were saying you can get the little glasses for as much as a fiver online, where you can put your slot your phone in. I'm just gonna and, let you talk. <laughs> how I just completely ruin technology. <laughs> all this technology. And yeah, so you can, it's a little cardboard headset and you can put your phone in it so you can give it a go at relatively low cost. So yeah, I'm going to go and, and experiment with this. I loved the, there was Olga on who was talking about a museum experience one and just stuff like that because where I am and I'm sure where, where you grew up as well, wasn't that close to all the, the incredible museums that London has to offer or some of the other places. And to be able to access stuff from from an early age is is incredible so technology for the for the greater good is a wonderful thing to champion so love what they're doing yes so thank you for having us on and for your kind words as well very much appreciated yes and we would tell all of our listeners as well to go and and check you out that's that bright ideas podcast um with rhiannon and ellie love it another really powerful thing for me when it comes to sort of stressure relieving i'm still trying to get it in there um, you do know that I edit this podcast. I, I do. And I, I feel that I can 
tug on your heartstrings when I say, just give me this one chance. That's all I'll ask. If it doesn't fly this week, I'll never mention the word again. Hmm. Well, as soon as it's my birthday weekend, I might be in a good mood. So we'll see if it makes the cut. Brilliant. Love that. Thanks. Um, yeah, but one of the things that really helps me is is music. As as you know, we talk about it a lot. We we are very very passionate when it comes to music, and we have finally launched our thirty day productivity playlist challenge. Yes, and I particularly like today's because that was a song that makes you dance. That so is a, having a little dance. Perfect theme. I said on Instagram it could have a full month just just for that one theme couldn't it a song that can make you dance yes well i did send you quite the list to start with songs that make you dance wigfield wigfield the ymca Mm -hmm. uh, the macarena Mm -hmm. cha-cha slide time warp sure (laughs) but no any anything can make you dance i mean i have got playlists specifically just to make me dance and have that kitchen disco sort of moment and i know you do too oh i have loads of them right so this challenge is the challenge of Uh, that we're facing is to actually just pick one song a day each yes so I very nearly went for two and and you were like oh just do it just have two and I was like go on then have two and then I was like no rules help control the fun right Monica um I'm the enabler here I like to just go yeah sure you go with it but if you can't sleep at night that's your bad I know you were testing me and I retracted mm-hmm. almost immediately because it made me feel dirty and wrong inside. You passed the test. Congratulations. <laughs> we moved on to the next day. But yeah, I'm complete agreement with you. Music really helps with my mental health as well. And just getting those upbeat songs on uh, yeah. when I need a bit of a boost in the afternoon. Or even getting the sad song on to let out the emotion and then getting the, the upbeat songs on. This is what this whole month worth of uh, themes is about you know just bringing it up taking it back down and, and that roller coaster of emotions i put on an old dashboard confessional album wow but there may be some listeners that aren't aware of dashboard confessional no probably not but if you it's like peak emo mm-hmm. i can't remember what the album it was one specific album that it was really really emo and i can't remember what it's called but anyway i listened to this a lot when i was at college and uh first couple of years of uni but i hadn't listened to it in absolute years I mean, it is really depressing. And I think in my teenage years, I was crying myself to sleep to this stuff because I was a very emo teenager. (laughs) But to listen back to it now with the through kind of more mature ears, it just kind of it was that nostalgic thing. But also I just enjoyed screaming at the top of my lungs one afternoon. Amazing. Um, It was just great fun. So although it's depressing music, it actually made me feel quite good. It's good. If it evokes memories, then that's that's all that matters so positive happy memories of childhood i found a box of old cds that i'd completely forgotten about but you know when i had a cd player because i don't think i have one in the house at the moment which i i keep thinking i need to rectify i, I really do so i've i need i keep looking online and you, you'd think that you can get one fairly easily but i think i want one you know i've got old tapes that i found as well and I'm like, I want to bring it all back. You know, I've got the vinyl player just just sat there looking at me. Yeah, I, I need to I need to bring the CD player back. That's gone too far now. You know, I've got mini disc tapes. 
<laughs> CDs. I, I'm just going to bring it all back. Yeah, they just take up a lot of room. That's the problem, isn't it? It is. But I, I found this box and it just, it brought every, everything back there. I mean, there was quite a lot of emo in there for me as well. I had everything from Stained and Puddle of Mud. Oh, yes. And, and Nickelback. <laughs> But then I, I went, you know, all the way through and I had I had Boys to Men in there and I think Anastasia was in there. Oh, you know yes. all, all I set me free. Right. <laughs> Will that make the cut? I really hope so. But you were, name me another person that has those like puddle of mud and anastasia in their collection mixed with nsync and nwa those four albums maybe not those four specifically but in that sort of spectrum of genres i'm with you mate i'm with you yes this is why we gravitate this is what happens life just connects us on that level i have everything from corn to corn oasis to adele and i mean there's all sorts there's not many people that don't have adele apparently she sold that many basement jacks i i told so today's song that made you dance was red alert basement jacks and i told you it is one of my favorite songs ever made yes and no i think we've we've both got very eclectic taste yes this playlist already has Hall of Notes as of today. It has Basement Jacks and Spice Girls Wannabe. Yes, well, it is a cultural moment, Wannabe, and therefore everybody in the world needs to acknowledge and listen to that song. Fantastic. Bring back the Spice Girls. Viva forever. <laughs> was that the song? Yes, I pretend was, like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, they're just legends. Right, absolutely. So Keep following us on Instagram, which is at podcastination pod is that right that is right i'm impressed i have to have it written down so yes please please come and follow us on there and you can um see what songs we add to our playlist and then we're going to build the playlist in spotify as well so and we'll share a link to that so you can go and follow on there as well yes and if you see our story highlight you can get the template from there as well and then you can join in and let us know all your productivity playlist recommendations fabulous Love it. So, Andy, we haven't talked about our monthly goals uh, or checked in on our goals for 2021 in a while. So I was wondering how you were getting on. I think there's a reason we haven't talked about them, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> that's, so yeah, there's, a, there's a mutual reason why we yeah, talked we about Yeah, we both them. keep putting it off. Now's the time. Let's get it all on the table. So one of my goals was to read six books this year. We know I've read one, Midnight Libraries, Tick, Done, loved it. Louis Theroux, no, not, I mean, it's still halfway through. I haven't, I was going to, again, I was going to use the phrase, I haven't touched Louis Theroux <laughs> for, for a long time, but I've already used that one. So uh, he hasn't been read for a while. And I added another book by Anna Yeah, well, I'll never get it right, but you're the business. So I started that one and I'm sort of making my way through that one gradually. But that side of things, I'm going to admit I'm behind on. Okay, as of the 30th of April that's gone, I'm behind on it. So I've got until if I break it down, I've gone until the end of June to read two books to be back on track. 
That's doable. Yeah. Well, apparently, yes. Well, I am glad that I was one ahead of schedule because yes. as we ended April, I was, I'm now, I've broken even. So you're at four. You had 12, didn't you? Yes. Mine was one a month. I read two in January, one in February, one in March. And then I read pretty much nothing at all in April. Cos pubs. Cos pubs. (laughs) Cos pugs. Ah, yes. Pubs and hashtag pubs and pugs. That's coming back again. Again, just routine all off. And yeah, all of those things. I think as well, because I fixated so much on things like daily walks and my reading being part of my routine to keep me going and to give me the bit of positivity in each day during the January, February lockdown when things were a bit miserable. I think as soon as we had a bit of a chance to kind of have freedoms and let go of that, I felt kind of liberated to allow some of those controls to to disappear for a while. I mean, I really love reading and I enjoy it. And I know that I'll pick that back up again as well. But I've just kind of enjoyed having a bit of a break from that routine during April. I love it. No, I think it's it's needed. You know, like I've said before, that I think there is a, a quota or a bucket of sorts that you've got so many hours in the day. And if you're happy doing certain bits, taking your time up, but it means you can't do something else then be thankful for the thing that you are doing if it's making you happy. Yeah, I still, I feel in a really good place mental health wise and, you know, I'm happy and I've got lots going on. So yeah, we're, we're positive. We're in a good space. So it's all good. Love it. So how are you getting on with any of your other goals? Remind me. Well, there was a goal that you and I talked about privately, but I hadn't talked about on the podcast. Yes. And This will become apparent why, but I want to open up the conversation around it and I want to ask your opinion on it. So one of my goals was a career goal and it was to secure a new position. And I'm going to say it like that because I want a new job, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in a different company. Yeah, Um, that's, that's fine. And obviously, this is why I found it difficult to talk about because, and this is the advice that I want, like, you know, why do we have to be so secretive and private about wanting a new job when you're already employed by somebody? It's, it's a very good point. I'm something that I've, I've thought about before in terms of, you know, that I will talk to you about work at any point and, and sometimes it's good times and sometimes it's bad times, but hopefully you're always you know employed that's what we all sort of seem to strive towards in in you know today's world but that means that you can only think about another role or progressing in the company that you're in or you know going for your goals in that sense whilst you're employed so we have to sort of break that stigma a little bit and i know it's not ideal for companies to think that people will leave them but at the same time they bring people in all the time in on the you know, proviso that they're bringing something to the table that they don't currently have. I'm a marketeer. And so I want to market myself to let people know that I'm out there and I'm open to hear about new opportunities. And I was toying today with whether I put something on LinkedIn about it. And then I thought, well, if my employer sees it or my boss sees it, what's that going to look like? And would that be a positive thing? And so this is kind of what I wanted to ask your advice and what you what your thoughts were around it. But then I thought, you know, I have got 
ambition. It, this has got nothing to do with me being unhappy where I work because I'm not at all. I, I, I'm really fortunate that I do work for a great company and somewhere that I feel sort of quite happy at and proud to work at. Of course, I've had my ups and downs over the years. Who hasn't? But, yeah. you know, on the whole. And I don't dislike my job either. But, you know, when you get asked that question, where do you see yourself in five years' time? What a question. <laughs> well, I'm at five years' time. Right. And I'm not where I want to be. I need to keep moving forward. I need to keep challenging myself and I'm not at that point where I'm kind of ready to stop you know moving up and moving forward and taking on new challenges and more responsibilities on diversifying my role and I have had an open dialogue with within my kind of current role but I there, unfortunately you know the way that the company's set up and the and the way that the team is built those opportunities aren't there and that is just that's kind of part of it as well isn't it is that sometimes you just kind of reach the end of the line or sometimes you have to go away to come back again and so yeah I just feel at this point in my journey and I think I've really procrastinated on applying for new roles and looking for new jobs because of being caught in this sort of place around you know not being unhappy and enjoying where I work but also knowing that I want to keep moving forward and I want to keep pushing myself. So I think a lot of that is to be commended and the way you're talking about it is from a faithful position to your business. So you are happy there, you respect them, you you enjoy it, you you think they're great to work for, but you are afraid then to put yourself first in that respect. So you're saying that actually, because of all of that, you know, you're, you're scared to even admit that you might want more for yourself. And if it's there, brilliant, but uh, you've got ambition. So they, they, if you're raising those concerns, you know, with, with who you're working for, and this applies to, to anyone, you know, not just you, if you're raising them with who you're working for and you're not getting the answers back that you want, or you're not seeing that progression. Push, yeah. And I think that's it. Like I, I am putting myself first um, because I have, vocalized some of the ambitions that I want and I have done over the over the last couple of years really and the last 12 months has obviously been completely turned upside down and for for a lot of people and I was furloughed and things so it's almost kind of stalled any yeah. any of that kind of but you know now we're kind of getting back to normal again and kind of where I look at where I I've, where I am and where I've been over the last couple of years it is conversations that that I've had and I've expressed this want for want for more and want to grow and you know to get more out of it and this kind of burning ambition and I think it's been explored but nothing's come to fruition and I've been hanging on probably for about two years hoping that something would one of those years being that period of time while I've been furloughed as well but in the hope that yes some of these conversations would become fruitful and there would be an, an opportunity um kind of where I am but unfortunately I have to put a deadline on that you know how I love a deadline you do and I've reached that point now as much as I wish that it was a different story I'm now I I have you know I have to go and search for it I can't waste any more time I can't procrastinate over it any longer and so yeah my goal has been to apply for jobs and I was really good at it at the beginning of the year and I applied for loads and then 
I fell off the wagon with it, <laughs> like everything else. And so I want to get back on track with that and really start to put some steer- serious steps in place Good to hit these career goals. So it's a certain position, it's a certain salary, it's certain responsibilities, and I want them by September. Love it. Love that you put in that time on it as well. And putting the time into it for yourself and is is a hard thing because obviously time is precious and and you know work takes up an element of that but to know that you've got a a goal in mind and you're going to work towards it for this is really going to help you and and speaking you know mental health if you are in a situation where you feel like you've been stagnant or at least just for two years then that's not going to help you and even just looking at what else is out there isn't isn't a bad thing because you then can understand what people are looking for you don't know you just know the the bubble that you are within at the moment yeah and I think it's being true to myself as well in my value and my worth and I think my worth is more than I'm getting paid now because my salary hasn't changed in five years but I've got five years more experience yeah so Definitely. I don't mean that in a, you know, I know it sounded arrogant initially, but I, with five more years experience, I, I kind of expect, I want, you know, career wise, you know, we work for 50 years of our lives nearly. Don't, don't say it like that. And I'm what, like 15 years into my career. So I've still got a long way to go yet. Yeah, you don't want to be reaching a point already where just because new people are coming into your world that you're like, oh, okay, this is my time to just just sail out to sea a little bit and, uh, you know, stay where I am. That's definitely not where you want to be. No, I'm Look worth at, more. You are. I want more. Absolutely. Just take an example like Annie Max leaving Radio 1. You'd think that the position she was in, why would you ever leave that? Her approach has changed. Her priorities have changed. She wants to try new things. She wants to express herself out out in another place and challenge herself. And I see that she's written a book. And to me, it's like, wow, okay, brilliant. Good for you because you are taking something that many of us would see as not stagnant and you're actually still wanting to move on and progress yourself into a new channel and that can only be applauded. So if you've got that drive and motivation, it should not be held back. Yeah, and I think it's, I love that idea, as I've said before, that, you know, there's more than one career in us. We don't always have to stay on the same path and do the same thing. Completely agree. Like how I'm desperately still trying to be a writer myself, but I feel I've already been one. You have, because I mean, I don't know what's going on. Are you? Have you been clearing out your mum's house? Is that what's? I've been trying to make a little bit. So I keep saying that I'm. I found this and I found that. Yes. Yeah. So with recent events of, uh, with some family stuff, I've been at mum's a little bit and just trying to get some space for her and clearing out the occasional bit of my youth shall we say uh has has become quite a cathartic experience and i've looked back and gone i think i peaked many years ago and i've just been trying to make up for that ever since i am in the presence of a published poet right so you started this talking about greta and i you know and i said how on earth did she how on earth did she get in front of world leaders by the time she was 14? I was wasted. I was banging this environmental drum when I was nine. And I'm not going to, I'm going to say that was 25 years ago. Okay, let's just put it out there. So she wasn't even a twinkle in her parents' eye when I was writing things. <laughs> so yes, I, I don't know if you ever had this where your school 
or whatever would have you write poems and stuff and send them in for something that's going to go somewhere. It, it just happened to fall at a time when I was at junior school. And I'd completely forgotten about it. And, and my mum reminded me of it. So it's a book that was called Over the Moon. And it was basically just, what did it say? I think it received like over 40,000 entries from, from like eight to 11-year-olds on, on a whole range of subjects that was just poems, but it, expressing sort of an understanding of our world around us. I think that's kind of the angle that it was going for. And you could go from any sort of style, any any type of thing you wanted. And I, I went for a poem. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it, please. Right. I hope Greta's listening because she could learn from this. Okay. So it's called A Tree's View on Rubbish. Rubbish, rubbish on the ground. It kills all the plants without a sound. Can't humans see that they pollute trees like me? Cans and bottles, the piles just rise. If only they would realise. Take their rubbish home whenever they can. It's not our fault. It's because of man. Uh, Thank you very much. That's so good. You're so ahead of your time. Right? I was just going to say, I am ahead of my time. I'm not appreciated. Yeah, championing that sustainability back in 1990. Stop it. Five. 1995, that came out. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, that must have been so nice to find and and stumble across as you've been clearing out your mum's house. Yeah, it was, it it was just, like I said, I've, I've picked out boxes of random stuff and I'm sure there's, there's boxes that are filled with really badly written bits on the Romans and stuff like that. But this was something that I'd completely forgotten about and it's weird because it's just a, it's the same message happening 25 years later. We need that focus. And we've been talking about connecting with nature and, and that's the, the Mental Health Awareness Week hashtag. But it's not a new thing. We need to remember that we have been needing this for a long time. So we are already well behind where we need to be. But in a positive way, we need to do something now where we can, making whatever changes we can. Yeah, it's a good reminder, isn't it, that we, you know, this if we've had the same theme for all these years, we we can't keep ignoring it. No, and the universe is trying to tell me to do more. (laughs) Oh, well, um, I'm glad. Hopefully this will inspire you to get writing again and because I know that's one of your goals for this year as well. Yes, and I'm behind on that as well, but I have been writing some little life writing pieces and I, I've got a little bit of inspiration recently. So I've been doing jotting and trying to piece together a few bits. So it has a little bit, but... Good. Well, this kind of leads nicely into... <gasps> Lizzie's quote of the week. Quote of the week. And... It will come as no surprise that this week's quote is from Greta herself. I mean, I'm slightly offended it's not from me, but that's fine. No, it's from Greta. Go for it. We don't need to feel hopeful in order to act. The only thing that creates hope is action. If there is no action, then there is no hope. Oh, she's deep, isn't she? I I mean, it's quite a scary one. It is true. She floored me. (laughs) But we just... You know, we we just need to act. We need to act for the world that we want. We need to write poems is what we need to do. If your poems will change the world. Well, yes, yes. No, no, we do. And and you've said it many times and you continue to, you know, show through the Felicity Diary posts and things like that, ways that you are changing your world around you, even if it's 
the smallest thing that you think that you're changing and it's for the better, brilliant, and it might lead to something else. Yeah, this week it's dishwasher tablets. Fantastic. I mean, I know I should probably stop using my dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like I say, small things that can lead to something else. Yeah, to be fair, I don't use it that often, but it is that kind of irony, isn't it? <laughs> but you're now using it in a sustainable-ish way. Yes. I tried to get a smart meter fitted, but then the engineer was like, well, your gas meter and your electricity meter are too far apart from each other and your building's got asbestos, so I'm not coming anywhere near it. Wow. See, I didn't know that about the asbestos bit, so um, good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah, I've got to live here. Yeah. Um, It does sound like, you know, you shouldn't put so much stressor on yourself. Stop trying to make this happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up now before you try and drop that in another time. But we would really, really love it if you did enjoy this episode to so please give us a little rating, leave a review and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Yes. Is this the point where I subliminally say five star, five star, five star? Yes, please. Right. Yes, please. That'd be great. We love hearing from you as well. So if you want to get in touch, uh, we are on Insta at Podcrastination Pod, on Twitter at Podcast Pod, or contact podcrastination at gmail.com if you want to send us a much longer email reply. Fabulous. Well, Andy, it's always a pleasure, and I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. Lizzie, have a great birthday, and I will see you older and wiser next Tuesday. Bye! Bye! Bye.